Hello, everyone. Welcome to Totally Reprise Was Always Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined, as always, by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. We've got Luke with us. I can't wait till we learn what the dark secret of this podcast is. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to figure it out now, because I just don't know. Oh, wait, you know what? This podcast does have a dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> is, it the, is it the new season of Totally Spies? <laughs> That's one of them, sure. Please stop adding me about it. I know. <laughs> Fuck, dude. We all know. We all know. We all know. God, it's all I've heard this week. <laughs> Look, I don't want to watch that shit. We don't even shit. know that it's actually being like produced. Yeah, I know. Like, they have to actually. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. First of all, but yeah. I don't want to watch that An shit. An animator who is not involved with, who used to work on the show, and is not involved with whatever they're doing, said, "Hey, cool. They're making more of it." I have no idea what stage of development it is in. It could very easily get canceled. Yeah, that tweet is also literally the only source I've been able to find, so... Yeah. It is clearly, like, that guy talking to, like, an industry buddy and hearing about it. I mean, like, can I talk about that? Well, they didn't tell me no, so I guess so? I guess I will. Yeah. Also, I created a a very popular French cartoon, so, like, what are they going to do? Fire me? Yeah. My fucking show. I did not know the creator of Totally Spies was also the creator of that Ladybug cartoon that Tumblr likes. That yeah, makes a lot of sense either. in retrospect. Yeah. Someone, I, someone tried to get me to watch that at one point. I just I think Chelsea likes it. I, I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's fine, but I'm also... Sure it's fine. Listen, I'm just tired of watching cartoons, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> Luke, what have you done this week? Uh, not too, too much. Uh, I'm still in the mo- I'm, For the next several weeks, I'm going to be in the mode that I talked about last time where I'm fucking just trapped uh, at work because oh, we yeah, yeah. are short-staffed. Um, I did... Uh, I re-downloaded Invisible Ink. Yeah, I saw you playing that the other day. Yeah, you know like... Um, you know like good video games? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those. Oh, Okay. I was going to say, I wasn't sure where the sentence was going. <laughs> this one could have gone either way. Yeah, I guess it could have, yeah. No, uh, that game's very good. I like sneaking. I like tactics. I like sneaky tactics. Um, yeah, you know what? It's got both of those. Yeah, the one thing that I'm not wild about with that game is I... I don't know that it needed to be a roguelike. It's a roguelike? What the fuck? Uh, it's oh. um, it's mu- a lot like uh, XCOM, like the modern XCOMs. Where I, what does that roguelike mean? is what? maybe not quite the right term, but it's very like you have your squad, you have like you go out on missions. If you lose all your agents, then fuck you, start a new save. Okay, 
that's not a roguelike. It's roguelike adjacent. It's got procedurally generated maps. You're getting, like, you know, dynamic random items. It is in the same space. No, that's a tactic. You are talking about a tactics game. That is absolutely With procedural elements. Run, it is a run-based game. Does that make you happy? <laughs> no, because it's not. It's a mission-based game. It is absolutely... <laughs> this is splitting this hairs. This is stupid. <laughs> I won't care about this in an hour. Slay the Spire is your choosing missions. That's absolutely a roguelike. Hmm. You're picking which way to go on the map. It's the same fucking thing. Anyway. Anyway. But yeah, it's just... That is a game where... Like, I, the run I was doing, I was doing really great on. Uh, felt real good. Was, like, beating high-level missions pretty consistently. And uh, it can just go so bad so fast. And all of a sudden, oh, well... Had, like, a full squad, and now I have one agent, and ooh, up to, like, the first, like, the end of the first act, and that's a tough mission, and I got one guy to do it with who does not have any, like, weapons that can deal damage. Yeah. So I guess I'm just done guess and get to replay over. the last three hours. Yeah, I never played uh, that game, but it sounds like something I probably wouldn't like that much. Yeah, it's it is good. I might mess around with the settings and just see if there's an, like a difficulty setting that lets you like restart a mission if you fuck it up too bad or something. Yeah, because there are a lot should. of customization options. There's like an option for like rewinding turns that I do have turned on. I can do like three rewinds per mission, but sometimes that's just not enough. I wonder if there's like a mod out there that lets you do that. Yeah, at least it, it's got a pretty long list of customization options, so I I just haven't looked at it that deeply. I'll okay. bet there's. I bet there's some stuff to make it a little, little gentler on that side. When are we getting uh, Mark of the Ninja Two Clay? Let's you know? fucking talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, what all? I guess, oh, Griftlands was the one they just made. I haven't played that. It is. I think the card mechanics in it are extremely good. I guess I'm about to get roasted for this again because once again, my complaint about Griftlands is I don't think it needs to be a roguelike. I mean, I don't know anything about Grifflands. You're probably right. Grifflands is very much their like take on Slay the Spire, but one oh, of we've their big about this, yeah, yeah. One of their big like additions to it is that it is like a story, and you make a lot of decisions throughout that story. So there's differences in how it can go, unless you liked the route you were taking, in which case, it's just kind of tedious to start the whole story over again. Yeah. Um, and sense. they definitely try to make a lot of interesting decision points where like, oh, okay, I kind of like both of these, but I'll pick this one, you know, in the effort to make it, like, less painful. So, like, you feel like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I can go the other way on the next one, but I don't know. Just just let me play through the story. Don't make me have to start from the beginning every time I die. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's about it for me. I've been playing some more Guilty Gear, been bouncing around like between like floors eight and seven. I was between floors eight and nine, but I've I've slipped a little, mm. got rusty. Got to get, gotta back, get back, back up there. Been playing too much Hot Wheels Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> my vampire samurai's sword has gotten dull. I got to sharpen it. Yeah, yeah. Stuff out there. 
It is tough out there, for sure. Ashley, what have you been doing? Uh, I got back into Dead Cells. Oh, nice. Speaking of roguelikes. Big game uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they just put out new DLC for it, um, which involves a new, uh, like, in-game boss, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it really makes me uh, want to just fucking dive back into just doing runs on that. And that's all I have. Now, I'm not particularly excited by hearing there's another endgame boss, because I think the last boss of that game kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't think it's good either. Well, maybe this <laughs> yeah. one's better. Yeah, but I would probably have to kill the first one to see the second one. Oh, yeah. It's like a different, like... Unless it's a different crit- like a different path. It's a different path. Okay, interesting. Sure. You fight the queen instead of the king. Oh, so is this one... Have you gotten there? No. Oh, okay. But, like, you... It starts with you, you, like, get on a boat and, like, get off of the island that you're on and end up at a lighthouse. Oh, cool. I'm always trying to do that. Yeah. Uh, And I'm sure everything's going to go right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. I should go back and play more of that. I I enjoyed what I played of it, but I never got super deep. Yeah, one of uh, my friends was saying uh, that, like, oh, I'm going to uh, wait until, like, all like they're done putting out stuff and then play it all. And I'm like, buddy, I, I think they are just going to keep making stuff for that game. <laughs> well, you see, they have a secondary company now doing it for them. Yeah. Or yes. some of the original. That whole thing is fucked. <laughs> yeah, where <laughs> they fucking spun off a, a different. Like, they, a different they were studio a so they can stop being cells. a co op. Yes, and so the co op still makes dead cells, but the people who own it now have a different company that's not a co op where they get all the profits. And it's Wait, called that, Evil I it was Empire. The of that. Yeah, yeah, they called it Evil Empire. Absolute bastard, man. God. Yes. Go to hell. It's- I, like, have, like, a book about, um, like, the making of Dead Cells. Uh-huh. And, like, they are, like, we're so proud to be, like, a co-op. It's there like, were so Ugh. many feel-good stories about, like, wow, this little indie co-op has made one of the greatest games of the year. Maybe this is a path forward for the industry. Actually, fuck this. Fuck this. I'm not making enough money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just all the quotes from the evil empire guy <laughs> who decided that he should be the evil empire guy. You can't. Uh, well, like, you cannot make this shit up. Listen, co-ops have a lot of, uh, you know, upsides, but, you know, there's problems, too. It's harder to make decisions when everybody gets a say. Hmm. <laughs> and, you know, like, the money doesn't always go to the people who want it the most. Right. I mean, you deserve it the most. Right. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Hmm. Uh, um, that MFE's get parodied. <laughs> the uh, speaking of parodied, <laughs> I also watched Earth Girls Are Easy, which is a parody of 1960s surf movies. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I have a lot I have a lot of fun with it, and then I also watched Flash Gordon, which is also a lot of fun. Um, when it's yeah. not with the guy, when you're not thinking about the guy named Ming the Merciless. Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then I watched In the Heat of the Night, which is basically the exact opposite of those last two movies. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Sidney Poitier passed away, and I was like, I should watch that movie. Uh, and yeah, it's a really good detective story that's also a lot about racism. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, real quick, just one last note on Dead Cells. I looked it up just to make sure. Um, so, Motion Twin, the original Dead Cells developers, don't work on Dead Cells at all anymore. The point of Evil Empire is to have a company that just supports Dead Cells while they get to, like, make something new. Uh, I do just like... <laughs> Evil Empire is run by Motion Twin's former head of marketing. It is not run as a cooperative. <laughs> right, okay, yes. <laughs> of okay. course it's the fucking head of marketing. So I have the yeah. general idea. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's it's not as shitty as you were saying it is. It still sucks, though. I think I think it's about as shitty as I might have... Well, you were you were saying like, oh, they have to keep working on it, but Evil Empire gets the money, and it's not that aspect of it. Fortunately, no, but it's still dog shit. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, Ashley, go on. Um. Yeah, but uh, if you if you have ever heard or heard a parody of the line, that's where they call me Mister Tibbs is from. Oh yeah. Uh, We've all because, seen the Lion King. Yes. And I, yeah, I posted about it like not long after. It's like it's really weird that they parodied this because it is in response to someone calling him the N word. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like the the plot of that movie is that he is um, at a train station, like getting from one train to another. Uh, and he gets arrested by the cops just because he is a black man in this small town. Mm-hmm. And a murder has occurred somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he also, like, and then he's like, well, I'm going to fucking solve this murder. <laughs> does he solve it? He does solve it. Hell yeah. Nice. Love that for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he also, and, like, apparently what was, like, an extremely huge moment in, like, the 60s when this was made. Um he like meets this like fucking plantation owner who has a cotton farm uh that is entirely he employs like black low wage employees mm-hmm. so you know uh huh yeah. um and the uh Mr. Tibbs starts uh Asking like where he was the night of the murder, and the dude slaps him, and he just slaps him the right, right the hell back. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the, the guy is just like shook out of his core. Like, oh, like what the? No, like that's not. You can't do that. Yeah. Right. Why the fuck did they reference that it's movie so in the Lion King? Like. Setting aside the fact that apparently the context of it makes it, okay, whatever. Just the fact that it is a not, like, super well-known movie from 30 years prior. So obviously it is purely a reference for the parents, but even for the parents, I feel like it is not a guarantee they will get it. I, it was, like, it's not something that is, like, talked about a lot today. Yeah. Um, but it was a very big and, like controversial movie at the time. Sure, that's fair. Maybe um maybe just because it's it's not something you hear much about now. I'm I'm underestimating how where it historical was historical context. Yeah, if in the 90s it was maybe something people would think of more. 
Uh, also, I found out that it won Best Actor, but not for Sidney Poitier. It's for the racist sheriff that he befriends. Okay. Of course. Sidney Poitier was not nominated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would he be? Yeah, and then there's like two sequels to that, which are kind of like black exploitation, like detective movies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That take place <laughs> in the city and are not really about the like racism going on. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but no, yeah, it good movie. Nice, nice. Um, Molly. Uh, uh, yeah. What have you been doing? Um, I haven't been playing Dragon Age, <laughs> so instead, uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen, um, the the video game, uh, and uh, I picked up healing again because I bought a gamer mouse, so now I can now I can do it because my fingers <laughs> finally can... play right. Well, here's the here's a, a fact about me. My hands are not very big, uh, uh-huh. so it's very hard for me to reach too many keys on the keyboard with one hand. Oh, uh, sure, And sure. if I have to have one hand on my mouse, yeah, uh, then I need more buttons on the mouse to help compensate for that. No, so listen, I'm not I'm passing no judgment about your gamer mouse. It's fine. It's fine. If somebody will, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. I feel like you're preemptively defensive about it. I am. I hate having a gamer mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about it, <laughs> but it does allow me to play the game better. Yeah, listen, it's fine. I I have in my lap a fight stick for the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. So I already owned a fight stick, but I thought this one was cooler looking. Is it cooler looking? Yeah, it's just like well, there pure, you go. It's just like got a stainless steel plate that I think looks nice. I've, As bought, to like I've bought probably more expensive shit for dumber reasons, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> what is Dale Cooper's Hadoken movement? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I mean, my gut is that it's just drawing his gun and firing, but... Yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen him throw a fireball yet, so... <laughs> or does he just pull out a cup of coffee and, like, swing it to, like, splash hot coffee on you? I like that better. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he does have a gun. Anyway. Shoot, you know what? No, yeah. His gun is his super because he shoots you twice in each eye and once in each nostril. <laughs> that is fucked up. Um, anyway, I watched a movie. Uh-huh. <gasps> Damn. I, know. I, I was shocked and appalled. <laughs> now, Ashley, I have the same reaction as you, but I feel like we need to draw back because I think we are... Uh, committing the like faux pas of like the yeah, depressed sorry, teenager I did something comes you downstairs. Like, yeah, no, just, yeah, you're right. Well, you're right. Totally right. Totally right. But now you're, you're totally teaching them right. that they get judged for it. We sorry. gotta gently encourage this. I won't watch the cinema anymore. Sorry, Molly. Tell us about the film you watched. We're excited to hear about it. Uh, I watched Amadeus. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking movie right there. I have seen about three-fourths of that movie, and I liked it. I should f- finish you that should, movie someday. You should finish it. It rips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also already talked about this movie with Molly and talked about how it whips. <laughs> yeah. It whips. That's all there is to it. The only thing yeah. you can find online now is the director's cut, so you get that full three hours, and my God, is it long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> three hours is so long. <laughs> and, like, the but- movie's good, but my God. Um, yeah, so, so you were feeling the length, even though you were into the movie. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Uh, this, I mean, most things. Uh, you you could tell when something's running long. Yeah. 
Listen, Mr. Salieri, you've been here waiting for this man to die for a good long time now. We could probably wrap mm-hmm. this up. You're so lucky that I'm the friend that's making you watch Twin Peaks as opposed to somebody that would make you watch the four-hour fan cut of Firewalk with me. What the, the fuck? fuck? I would In never 20- do that. Yeah. In 2014, they released 90 minutes of deleted scenes and... The kind of fan that thinks you have to watch The Prisoner in a set order or it's bad uh, also thinks that you should have to watch Firewalk with me with those scenes edited into where the fans think they make the most sense. But, wait, but they edited the movie on purpose. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. It'll this be a is... conversation for a few months from now. I can't trust ah. anybody who watches movies. That's just kind of the thing that I've learned yeah. over the course of, of the last few years. Everybody who watches movies, I don't have fucking mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, we... sorry, Luke and Ashley. Not oh, my other friends. Right. How and if we cover Twin Peaks, the missing pieces is a topic for another day. It's apps. I'll tell the you how what? we're not watching it, though. Integrated into Firewalk with me. Oh, is that the deleted scenes? Yeah, they released it almost like it's its own movie called Twin Peaks, The Missing Pieces. Sounds like it's not canon to me. Uh, the problem is that it's very canon. Like, eh. The Return references things that are only in The Missing Pieces. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, that, that makes wrong. Oh, that I'll say, right. Fuck I watched off, David. The Return having not seen The Missing Pieces and I did not feel lost. Okay. But I circled back to The Missing Pieces like, oh, hey, that's that thing. Okay. David, go to hell. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. My God. You can't do that. Yeah, well, apparently. Christ. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, um, topic for another day. Yeah, so I, so I watched Amadeus. That movie's really funny. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be that, but it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I might sit down and make press watch it at some point, because it's, it's really fun. Movies. Yeah, I... I don't remember why I had to stop watching it the time I was watching it, but definitely, I, I even <laughs> unfinished, that's a real good movie. That, that Salieri guy. Yeah. That guy sucks. Yeah, see, I think I kind of stopped watching as he was turning to, like, pull off his shithead plan, so I don't fully know the depths to which he sucks. Oh, no, you learn how bad he sucks within, like, the first 45 minutes. Oh, did I for- oh what am I forgetting about? You, did you forget the part where he tries to get Mozart's wife to come fuck him so uh, he'll give him the position at, like, the Emperor's uh, thing? Yes, I did forget about that. Yeah, that, that happens in the first, like, 45 minutes. Okay. And it only yeah. gets worse from there. Okay, okay. I mostly remembered him just, like, stewing angrily off to the side while everybody loved Mozart. No, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is a deleted scene or something, but... Yeah. Because, and then because, he would again, look at cut. Mozart's sheet music, and it was like he was having sex. It was so good. It was, he was hearing the voice of God, Luke. Yeah. And God was laughing at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> through, the, through the sheet music. Right. Yeah, normal. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you have three hours and nothing better to do, you should watch Amadeus, because this is a good fucking movie. And also bring a snack. You'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> Pack a lunch. Pack a lunch, man. You can Make sure you have a large beverage. Um, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. We are uh, getting down to it. We're in the back half of season one. We sure are. Uh, we're watching episode six, a.k.a. episode five, a.k.a. Uh-oh, these DVDs don't list the episode titles. I don't have them in front of me. They sure don't. 
It's the uh, one arm. Uh, this is Cooper's dream. Nope, it's the we, Cooper's dream was. Oh no, this is Cooper's dream. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, I was getting mixed one up. One arm man was last week. This is Cooper's dream. This is Cooper's dream. Um, yeah, we should say it. We talked about it last time. It came off of Hulu. Uh, I had some Amazon gift cards from Christmas, so I bought uh, myself and y'all. Uh, the Twin Peaks, like, complete TV experience box set or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, like, the full experience, I think it's called. They specifically say it's, like, the full TV experience. It's the television it collection or something, me. yeah. Yeah, but I already, I got the Criterion version of Firewalk with me. Yeah. I was trying to figure out why you can't get one that's just with everything. They did make it, uh, around, like... When they were first putting season three out on DVD and stuff, they had a box set called, like, The Full Case from Z to A, because, you know, backwards talk. Yeah. And that has everything, and it's one of those, like, comically large DVD box sets, Mm. where it's, like, you know, the size of just a, like, several large bricks. Uh, And it's it's got a bunch of, like, cardboard inserts. Like, it's a cube that like unfolds into the red room with like what the inserts fuck? for the discs yeah who yeah. is that <laughs> yeah i here's the thing even with this package you got me i'm like first of all this is too big it's yeah. too big yes yeah, so um, the size of about one and a half large bricks but the other thing is like the when i opened it one of the blu-rays was just loose because yeah, of same. the way they're stored it just sucks yeah, i hate the way people way make these store things blu-rays i I gotta say, the folks that <laughs> manufactured this DVD box set, I think, did a poor job. Yeah, they didn't do a good job. Yeah. It's I like just... a bajillion discs for reasons I don't understand. It's like 18 discs. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, some of them have like two episodes on them. I don't... What are you doing? They they managed to fit the first uh, season on two discs, and I'm like, okay, reasonable. And then the rest of it is like, we put two episodes on this disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rest of it's anime style. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's really taken the philosophy of, like, late 90s, early 2000s DVD packaging. Pokemon VHS tapes. <laughs> Those fully coolie DVDs I had that were yeah. two episodes apiece and 30 bucks a pop. Uh, yeah, so not, not thrilled with this box set, but, you know, it's got the episodes and it has subtitles and that's all we really need. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Agent Cooper is being woken up in, like, 4am, uh, very angry because there is just, uh, loud Icelandic singing going on. I would also be very angry. Yeah. This is probably the angriest we have seen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dale Cooper. Three things have made Dale Cooper angry. Albert being mean to his boyfriend. Lawrence Jacoby existing in his vicinity. <laughs> and these fucking Icelanders. All valid, I must say. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Can't help but agree. Cannot I, fault him for any of them. I, I do like that he's like... I'm sure you could hear it, like, you and Diane. <laughs> then hold the tape recorder up in the air to really get a good sample of the singing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he uh, is talking to Diane and asks her to send him uh, some earplugs, which, the thing about that line to me, and especially, I think at the end, he's going to say he got the earplugs, isn't he? He, he like, says, like, something about, like, overnighting them. Right, right. Yes. But, so that implies that not only is, 
like, first of all, this is confirming Diane is a real person and not, like, just what he calls the tape recorder. Yes. But also that he is, like, mailing these (laughs) cassettes off every single day. I want to know where the FedEx place is here. (laughs) Right, like... I, th- I would have assumed that he is just collecting these tapes to turn in when he goes back to the office to, like, as like he, a case he record. He immediately puts them in a, a FedEx case. Like a little slip thing. Yeah. And then what if he just, had like, a carrier pigeon? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just every day he ties a mini cassette to a carrier pigeon's leg. If that bir- happened in this show, in this then I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that, that about right. That's definitely... If Deadly Premonition had kept the tape recorder thing, that's how they would have done it. Uh, like, any- you would have to go like to a birdhouse, and that would be how you save. Is <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, he gets up, and Audrey, as she's been doing in the mornings, kind of immediately rushes to him, and he's like, Audrey, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm so fucking tired, I can't, I kind of can't do this with you today. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, wait, how old are you? And she's like, 18. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he, mm, don't love that. <laughs> is he like, oh, or is he like, okay, sure, pal. I feel like you can read it either way. Yeah. It is ambiguous. Yeah. Because, yeah, I've also, true. I he's kind of assume she's lying about how old she is. I could believe she's like an 18-year-old senior in, senior in high school. It's not outside the realm of believability, but I just feel like she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally 18 yeah, and I'm, adult. I'm yeah, I'm definitely legal. Me, I'm yes. a grown-up, totally. I, I, hello, I'm adult. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, it, it could very well be that she's 18. Um, and, yeah, he's just like, listen, I'm sorry. I don't have time for this today. I got to go. I got stuff to do uh, for the Laura Palmer case. And she offers to come with him. And he's like, it's a school day. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the way he says it is, traditionally, in my time, Wednesday was known as a school day. <laughs> he says, when I was your age, yeah, Wednesday was a school day, and she goes, I can't believe you were ever my age. <laughs> yeah, I skipped it, actually. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> but also, I, I've said on this that it does look like uh, Dale Cooper, like, came like freshly pressed out of like a sealed compartment and then got put into a car. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you know, put onto Twin Peaks. Yeah. Like if Twin Peaks ends where like a fucking he leaves and then he just gets like put it back into his case and there's like a million Dale Coopers. I'd be like again, yeah, that. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh they were if I remember right like they were thinking about actually doing Audrey and Cooper as a romance on this show. Mm, glad they didn't. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that might have tainted uh, the whole situation. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was Kyle McLaughlin who said no or someone else. It was like, nah, that's not okay. That doesn't feel right. Well, I hope it was everyone. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, where do we go now? Uh, sorry, I, again, have a fight stick, and that is what I'm using to navigate this DVD <laughs> on my PlayStation 4. And it is perhaps not the most wieldy of uh, control mechanisms. I just think Especially it's a- as I'm trying to swap between it and my keyboard to Google Facts. I just think it's <laughs> really funny that you just do not know where your controller is. I actually did find one, but it's not charged. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Jerry comes in. He's been partying with the Icelanders all night. 
Yes. And, and uh, uh, yeah, and he, he's got a new girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, ben is furious at him for because everybody in the hotel's been complaining all night long. Yeah, uh, I... Like, all of, like, Ben's, like, buttons are all weird, and his, like, hair is... Or, no, Jerry's. Like, his hair is, like, up in, like, a poof. Yeah. Yeah, he's just... He's been having a party. Yes. Yes. He got he got a whole lamb's leg. <laughs> he met <laughs> a woman from Iceland... I think he calls her like a snow giant, and he, she gave yeah, him a snow queen. An, thank a you, a snow queen. He, he like comments on how tall she is, She's uh, and also that she gave him an entire leg of lamb that he just slaps down this raw slab of beef on Ben's desk. Can you imagine if we cook this shit? My God, <laughs> Ben yeah. is disgusted that there's raw meat in his office, and Jerry's like, "No, no, no! Listen, you put some mint and some salt on this, and you cook it. Oh, it's so good." It's wrapped, it's wrapped, but it is still raw meat. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That little layer of saran wrap is not enough for me. You're not putting that meat on my desk, Jerry. Um, yeah, it just reminds me of uh, the, the giant bomb thing where they went to Finland and they were just given a a sheep's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also... Uh, ben does a little little cute hand motion to say, like, hey, let's go to the sex club. <laughs> uh, uh, I will say real quick, I looked it up. So, uh, apparently, what is it? Uh, Sherilyn Fenn, who plays Audrey, wanted Dale and Audrey to get together. But Kyle MacLachlan was dating Flair Lynn Boyle, who plays Donna on the show. They were dating in real life. And according to Sherilyn Fenn, Laura Flynn Boyle didn't like that idea and made Kyle MacLachlan refuse to do it. All right. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, not for, like, any moral reasons. But yeah, the, the quote from Sherilyn Fenn uh, talking about uh, uh, Boyle is, she was mad that my character was getting more attention, so then Kyle started saying that his character shouldn't be with my character because it doesn't look good because I'm too young. Hmm. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he said, "I don't think we should have him date a high schooler." Right. Who could say? Impossible Who to know. Who could say? The oral history of Twin Peaks is uh, storied. Yeah, truly. Uh, but Leland walks in, and listen, he's doing great. He's doing great. He's just having a great time. He's, he's, Leland's okay, he's fine He's fine How did he get here? It, that's a question we keep having to ask a lot He is like, <laughs> He is the fucking drunk guy that Mo throws out of his bar yeah. People keep taking him home to rest And then he just pops up back where he's not wanted I, I am positing that he has been like sleeping Around the Fucking lodge. Wouldn't shock me. If he's just going out, like, for late night walks and then just, like, sleeping in the hotel somewhere. Right, but this is the next morning. I, well, I guess if it's a late night walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right, that makes right. sense, yeah. Uh, but he's trying to tell Ben that he wants to come back to work because he needs something to occupy his mind. But he can't even get through that without starting to, like, break down crying. And Ben yeah. is just like... 
<sighs> I I am an evil businessman. I really uh, can't don't I can't deal with this shit right now. Listen, I'm burning down places and selling drugs. I need you to just fucking. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole evil empire to run. Meanwhile, Leland is just like, you're my best friend and my daughter died and I just need a shoulder to cry on. And Ben's like, Jesus Christ, this is not what I do. Fucking goddammit. Can't you pay Jacoby for a shoulder? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Take your problems to a therapist like a normal person. Or do drugs like a normal person. Or do person. drugs like a normal person. <laughs> One or the other, man. Yeah. Um, we uh, cut to the uh, Jacques house. Yes, Jacques Renault's house. Jacques I like Renault. that Andy does not say his name right ever. He always says Jacques Renault. <laughs> he does say that. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the one, woman, the important thing is donuts. Yes. Get this man a fucking donut. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second important thing is uh, the weird black velvet p- uh, clown painting. Yeah, I didn't really... <laughs> I did not really uh, notice that while watching the episode, but yeah, I'm looking right at it. That is sure a clown painting. I was, like, obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> Jacques Renault has a fascinating sense of interior design. It really does. There's, uh, there's questions about where stuff is happening later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, Cooper's just talking about how badly he slept, and they, like, are, have turned this into a crime scene, but Jacques Renault has not shown up. Right. Yeah. So, for now, they're just kind of combing it over, looking for anything. Yeah. Um, of, course, of course, they do not know that Jacques Renault will not, not turn up. Yeah, they're also trying to find Bernard Renault, the guy they had bound and gagged in the bookhouse. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it last week that uh, Leo killed him. <laughs> I thought I we mentioned. mentioned it, yeah. Did we? Okay, maybe I just missed it. Yeah, like, when he met with Ben, we saw that his yeah, body like, was Yeah, he's like, hey, I got a body here. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. The doctor. Doc. Doc. Hayward. Doc Hayward. There we go. Uh, it was like running tests on Leo's bloody shirt. Uh, the blood on it is a negative match for Laura's, so that's not the smoking bullet that uh, it was maybe thought of as. Yeah, they they just know the blood type at the moment, so... Yeah. But they know that it doesn't match Loras. Yeah. But... Uh, Cooper's very distracted by something above the frame. <laughs> yes. So and, this, is, this is what I wanted to ask. Yeah. <laughs> what? Go on. How? 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 The, how? Well, the, well the, the scene starts with a shot of that lamp above them. Oh, that is true. It must be above the lamp. Yes, it's it's okay. like in the lamp, I assume. Yeah, because while I was watching it, I was just like, oh, obviously it's up in a drop ceiling. Hey, wait a second. That there's This doesn't have a drop ceiling because it's an apartment. <laughs> I was just like, because he, he just, he takes a magazine, the yeah the skin magazine and Flesh he just world. like pulls it from... Seemingly the ether if you're not paying attention. Right, right. But yeah, Molly that Molly paid attention. Yep, yeah, I sorry. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> Molly the attention payer has logged on. Yeah. Uh Cooper starts thumbing through the flesh world issue. We get a shitty minute jo- uh, dress joke. Yep. Yeah, cause 
uh, he figures out that uh, Jacques Renault is the one that set up both of set up the PO box. Pictures, yeah, like the yeah, he set up a PO box and. He is the one that took both of the photos of Laura and... And, uh, Renette. Renette. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, because, yeah, they figure out that, uh... Right, Cooper's talking about, yeah, the way there's, this works. Like, we're we're yeah. skipping, like, there's a bit all throughout this, so we're skipping around a bit. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically the end of it, is that he realizes that Jacques set this up and that the second photo that they find that's connected to it must be Laura, because red curtains, like my dream. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's also a photo, again, we're skipping around a little, but Cooper's going to find a photo of a cabin in here where you can see red curtains very, like, slightly through a window. Uh, But not yet. Now we got to cut over to the other house of this episode. I guess that's a dumb way to put it, because there's, like, five houses in this episode. Whatever. It's Shelly's house. Yes. Uh, Shelly is cooking breakfast for Bobby, because again, <laughs> they just love tempting Dumbest fate. motherfucker's alive. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I do like <laughs> this scene being all about them, like, oh yeah, if Leo just walked in on us right now, we'd just fucking shoot him. First we'd make him cook breakfast for us, and then we'd shoot him. It'd be awesome. And then they feel like a twig break outside, and they both freak the fuck oh. out. <laughs> yes. Also, Bobby is, like, pantomiming what he would do to Leo if he came in. And he's gesturing around with a gun. He points his gun at Shelly so many fucking times. I know, times I was scared. Yeah, with his no, finger I, on I, the trigger. Um, yeah, and the way they get out of this is, like, hey, did you notice that Leo has a photo of his house in this yeah. issue? And, like, yeah, that's weird. And then they do the same exact transition. Uh-huh. Well, they did do that last time, too. It's very funny. Yeah, no, like that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, it's yeah, just yeah. A, it's just funny that they like don't explain why it's there. It's just like, oh, it's that thing again. I just love that Leo keeps taking out ads in Flesh World to remind you that he's got a truck. Yeah, you know, in case yeah. he's some drugs are on. God, yeah, Bobby just is like caressing her boobs with the barrel of this gun. It sucks. They, they clearly again that they are fucking with guns. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, uh, they hear something outside, and it is the sheriff, so they are going to enact the next part of their plan. Bobby kind of goes into hiding, and uh, Shelly answers the door. It's Andy, who's asking about Leo. Probably and- the best cop for them to get, because... Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not that slick. <laughs> no. No. Uh, but Shelly is, like, trying to drop hints that, oh, yeah, I heard Leo... Talking about Jacques Renault. Extremely Renaud. badly, she's dropping hints. Yeah, uh-huh. And Bobby is just sickos guying at the window as Andy <laughs> keeps turning to look at him. Does he actually see him? Not quite. He keeps, like, catching him out of the corner of his eye, and then Bobby ducks before he sees him. Yeah. They're so stupid. <laughs> they're, they're not good then, at this. And then, like, once... Andy leaves, he, like, basically, like, they, like, she, like, basically turns around and like, gives, like, a big thumbs up and like, yeah! Uh-huh. We framed a man for murder! Uh, and then, uh, Leo calls. Leo and, calls as they're making up. Yeah. Making out, rather. Uh, and, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting for you to get home. 
hold the gun. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I, I miss you, Leo, real bad. I'm gonna fix something real nice for you when you get here. I won't miss you when you come home. Everything's gonna be fine once you get home, Leo. Yeah. I'm going to shoot you. Wait, no, <laughs> god damn it. Ignore the last part. And he's like, and he is also asking her, like, hey, is there anybody looking for me? Hey, do you know if anybody's looking for me? And she's like, why, are you in trouble? And he's like, no. Why would you ask that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In some ways, they're made for each other. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Both very bad liars. Uh, and then I think we get the scene with Ed and Norma, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. Ed is working at the gas farm. Uh, he's just, you know, tuning up some cars, and Norma comes by. And they start talking. I like this scene a lot. Uh, yeah. Norma is explaining, like, well, Hank out out on parole, so... Uh, it's tough. I don't want to like. It's yeah. It's a very good realistic version of this. He's making like a good faith effort, and I don't want to just immediately like blow up his hopes. I don't know what's going on with you and Nadine. He's like, oh, you know, I'm th- I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about divorcing her. I think she might have some mental health issues, and I am worried about her being alone. And it's just both of them realizing like, ah, fuck. We we're not gonna do this. It would be, be, we would both be much happier if we did this, but it would come, we could only do it by hurting other people, and we are too nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like this scene a lot. I like Big Ed and Norma yeah. a lot. And, yeah. like, Norma's sort of saying, like, uh, like, that's, like, our problem is that we're too nice, is that... Yeah. We don't ever take something that we want. We always just have to give people what they want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good scene. Yeah, it just plays the, like, sadness of it really well. In a way that's not, like, over the top. It's just like, ah, oh, yeah, jeez. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. two good actors doing good acting at each other for a little bit. Yeah. I'm vamping as I fast forward through it. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, Ed looks way older in this. It's just, they're outside, and they've got a lot of, like, sunlight hitting them right in the face, I think is probably what it is. The, yeah, the sunlight also hit, is hitting him in a way that it makes it look like he doesn't really have eyebrows sometimes. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it looks like his face is just, like, really craggly. <laughs> right, because every little wrinkle is getting, like, highlighted by the sun, totally. Uh, and yeah, he's got pretty thin eyebrows overall. So yeah, uh, Audrey I, is having uh, a job interview at the department store. I I, I know that we have finished vamping. I was gonna say I was also like kind of actually impressed that uh, they managed to get this actor's hand looking like he actually has been working on cars all day. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good makeup job. Yeah, yeah, Audrey. I kind of said in her question, but, but Audrey is girl bossing her way through this day. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love her. Uh, yeah, Audrey is absolutely here to gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Uh, yeah, this shitty manager dude at the department was like, oh boy, I remember when you were just a little girl. Well, we can't wait to start you here. Where, you know, where, how about we start you in whatever job? And, uh, yeah, and like gift wrapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and like, I, I like how yeah, like she, you just see her go like, okay, all right, got to do this then. And she just like, do you mind if I talk frankly? <laughs> yeah. Oh, please do, please do. 
I gotta work the perfume department. I'm afraid my heart's set on it. It's like, well, that's a, you know, expensive merchandise, a lot of talking with people. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to talk to your dad before I let you do And she's like, that. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Clearly you don't understand what's happening here right now. Right. What's you're happening right now be... is you're gonna give me the job I want, or I'm going to tear my dress and start screaming. Yeah. You're about to be played by an 18-year-old. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> You're right. I am going to let her do whatever she wants, because she's the boss's daughter. She is the boss's daughter, is the problem with this. <clears throat> yeah. And he's just... <laughs> All right, he goes, yes, I understand. Yes, what? <laughs> Bro, you can't do that. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! She can and she will. Audrey, I love you, but you're being weirdly horny about this. I mean, she's being weirdly horny about this entire thing. That's true. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah, we said that she's horny for murder investigations. She's horny for Cooper. She's horny for everything. She's generally horny, and she will focus her horniness through whatever lens she's given. Uh, then we yep. get James's bad, uh, sad backstory. Yeah, we get to James's tragic backstory that his mom fucks a lot. <laughs> Uh, he's like, yeah, I, I told you that my dad died when I was ten, Donna, but that's that's not really what happened. He he left us. He's a bad guy. I, I, the way that it's phrased is he didn't really die. He's a musician. <laughs> <laughs> that like killed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just he's a just dead really dad. S- uh huh. I like James saying he was a musician. We lived on the west coast. Isn't you still live on the West Coast. Yeah. I was gonna say, isn't this like 30 minutes away from the West Coast? It's and it is the West Coast. Yeah, uh, it is the Pacific Northwest. Uh-huh. If you are in Washington, you are on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I would understand if this is a West Coast, East Coast rap thing. <laughs> sure, of course. So that's really just New York versus California. Uh-huh, Atlanta uh-huh. would not be considered part of that. That's its own scene. Right, of course. Yes. But I do not think that uh, James's dad was a rapper. <laughs> Probably not. No. What a reveal that would be. <laughs> and his dad is Tone Loke. <laughs> Anyway, he also explains that his mom is an alcoholic, and she is out of town, but not on business. Instead, she just packs It kind of sounds like it might be on business. It kind of might be on business. It kind of might be on business, because she just goes to the next town over and, and drinks a lot and has sex with a lot of guys. And oh, do, do you hate me? And she's like, no. No, I mean, your mom <laughs> probably should get help out the alcoholism thing, but the rest of it, like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, like, sorry your dad sucks. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, good, because I don't want us to have any secrets between each other. You know how it is Also, I'm totally secrets. thinking about leaving you for Meredith. <laughs> uh, for Maddie? Yeah. For Maddie. Christ. <laughs> I totally, like, I am like a fucking I, replacement goldfish. <laughs> no, listen, this show throws eight million characters at you. I fully understand. No, it's fine. No, I, I was saying that he is getting a replacement goldfish oh, with oh, Maddie. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, yes. He has no object permanence. He has no <laughs> girlfriend permanence. <laughs> 
Well, this girl looks like my last girlfriend, so I guess I should probably work on that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Also, to be fair, Donna is kind of acting like she's Laura. Yeah. 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 Uh, they both talk about, like, they feel like they're being haunted by the spirit of Laura, and they owe it to her. They've got to solve this murder, because they can't trust the cops. They're like, I'm worried that nobody's going to figure this out. It's been, like, three days, guys. It has been only, like, three days. I guess to their credit, they're like, oh, I don't know if we can trust the police in this one. Smash cut to the police, like, just passing around a big comedy plate of donuts in this crime scene. That's yeah. true. Listen, in all... Other for if Dale Cooper is not involved, yes. fuck cops. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the cops do not care about... The cops will not help you, you can only trust your fists. Yes. It's true. <laughs> and Dale Cooper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two things you can trust. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's three. That, yeah. Fists, Dale Cooper. I think Molly's counting each fist two individually. Fists. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Listen, my fists add up to one. Your fists add up to two. <laughs> Just doing a fun little counting bit. Uh-huh. Anyway, please move on. Anyway, yeah, uh, we confirm what Cooper was suspecting, that uh, <laughs> both P.O. boxes, uh, you know, the, yeah. Laura All was the letters the... are going to the one P.O. box. Yes, right, right, right. But, um, and that's Lord, where they... Yeah. Trace back the photo that it doesn't have the person's face in, but he shirt Laura. Mm. Red curtains. Right, yeah, red, matches the red curtains in the photo to the red curtains in the other photo. And now they gotta go out in the woods and find this cabin that the red curtains are in. He he's got so many weird ass photos. Yeah, yeah. That like it's I'm like of course, but like Dale Cooper, like I'm surprised that he was able to go like, well, this one's not just a weird photo. Uh-huh. This one is something that the, they lived in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to just, like, in my mind, trace the, like, line of investigation they followed at this point. Like, ignoring the dream stuff, they... Okay, they found out Laura got bit by a bird, and then they went to a vet's office... And found a bird that was owned by Jacques Renault, who's a crime guy that matches the description. So they went to his yeah. apartment, and now they're finding... I guess, it, yeah, it makes sense. You don't gotta just be like... They've yeah. gotten past the point where they're relying on Cooper's dream. They have, like, a trail of evidence they're following. They could they could present this. Yeah, yeah. This is something. Yeah. Listen, you wouldn't bring up that Maya turned into a ghost for a bit. <laughs> but you could present this. <laughs> right, right. Uh, meanwhile, at the double R, uh, Maddie has been invited for, like, some lunch with Donna and James. Yeah, yeah, and, like, this is where I'm, like, getting the big feelings of, like, uh, he is, like, they they are, like, replacement goldfishing her. Definitely. (laughs) I I am watching it now silently, and the first thing that popped into my head is as she sat down, Donna's being like, so, Maddie, we called you here because me and James both really like your vibe. <laughs> Jesus. You're kind of right. Um, it yeah, does it, also I mean, it open, does read that way. Yeah, uh, with, um, again, new character, the, 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 the returning husband. Hank? Oh, Hank. Hank. Yeah. It opens up with Hank setting a song on the... Yeah, they don't, like, draw much attention. Like, he's there. He's the main guy in the frame, but his back's to you. You don't really, like, 
think about him being there until later, but yeah. Yeah, I really... It seems like this cafe is where they get the most, like, kind of cool camera movements, or at least the ones I notice. Yeah, it's definitely because a lot of different characters that are part of, like, different subplots are in this cafe, they can do a lot of, like, okay, now we're done checking in with this subplot, we can just swivel the camera over to look at this character now. It's nice as a meeting place. Yeah. Yes. Um, But they explain to Maddie that they want to solve Laura's murder, and they have some ideas, but they need more evidence. And uh, they know that Laura had some kind of secret hiding place in her room, and they can't go break into it. But Maddie's staying in Laura's room, so she can, yeah. she could check it out at night. And Maddie's a little like, oh, okay, this is weird, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, okay, yes, I will help and you guys. I also kind of felt like that, like, Maddie knows where this is. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Like, 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 when they mention it, she's like... Oh, yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah, okay, I think I might know where you mean. Because it definitely does seem like if you had a hiding place in your room, that and, like, your cousin came over, you would probably, like, I could buy showing it to them. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I think she talks about how Laura showed it to her. Yes. Uh, later. Um, I like uh, the way... Charlie's playing Maddie is just kind of like, she's nerdy, but not like over the top nerdy. She's just a little like awkward in a way yeah. that, you know, what we've seen in Laura, it's a different energy. I think she does a good job differentiating them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they make this agreement and the camera pans over and we find out Hank has been listening to this whole thing. The Domino himself. I hate this man. Not a lot of Domino play in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he sucks. Uh, yeah. The domino. Uh, Nora and Shelly, Norma and Shelly, rather, come back from the, like, you know, beauty day they talked about getting. And uh, they're, you know, all done up. And Hank kind of grabs Norma out of nowhere. He's like, hey, how you doing? Hi, Norma. Like, he's way too rough and then, like, like backs off immediately. Yes. Bad energy from that fella. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Seems like uh, it's all going to be bad. Yeah. Shelly's just kind of like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm, mm, nope. Uh, Hank's just like, oh, who's that? Was it Leo's girlfriend? A wife. Oh, huh. Dang. Not much meat on her, though. <laughs> Fuck you. Never never was smart, Leo. Yeah. Yeah, impulsive. always too impulsive. As for me, I always loved my curvy wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of wife guys on this. <laughs> a lot of wife guys. Wife guys. <laughs> Actually, wait, are there any wife guys on this show? Cooper. <laughs> he doesn't have a wife. <laughs> he's a he's husband got a boyfriend. Guy. Yeah, he's a yeah, husband yeah. guy. He's on his way to becoming a husband guy. Um. Yeah, no, no wife. Well, because everybody's cheating on each other. Right, everybody's cheating on each other. No one likes their fucking wife. There's no fucking wife guys here. Uh, Sheriff no. Truman could be a wife guy. Yeah, if he ever marries Josie, he'll yeah. absolutely be a wife guy. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going to go places. Uh, Hank's just me like, listen, I don't expect like a kiss hello. I know I got a lot to make up for, but I, I'm, I'm here to, to like win your heart back, Norma. I just want you to give me the chance. 
And Norma's just like, okay, yeah, can you do the dishes? Uh, well, can I finish my coffee first? Boss? <laughs> Fuck you, Hank! <laughs> Piece of shit! It, I, I feel like he, at this point at least, is... Like, you're definitely getting the bad vibes. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you could just be like... But he hasn't really done anything, like, other than, like, the Josie thing. Right. Yeah. He hasn't done anything, like, super bad. He's he like, did he's suck like, on that domino. That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. He's scary, but he's, like, entertaining scary so far because he hasn't done anything wrong. Right. That right. we've seen. He did kill a guy. We know that for sure. Yeah. yeah you, but you have the vibe that there's something yeah, bad about something him, but it's all implication him. so far. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for instance, we smash cut from this scene to Shelly watching Invitation to Love with a real rootin' tootin' tough guy just beating everybody up. This, this guy rules. <laughs> this guy fucking rules. <laughs> the most stock uh, evil laugh you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Would have loved it if they had made one full episode of Invitation to Love. <laughs> that should be the deleted scenes. That should be the deleted scene, yes. Oh, uh, but yeah, he's beating up Chet and then laughing evilly. Uh, and that's how we go into, like, the commercial break. And when yeah. we come back, we're in family therapy with the Briggses at Jacoby's office. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Bobby's parents are both just, like, listing off all the ways they've been having trouble with Bobby lately. Yeah. Uh, Bobby is, like, completely checked out. He's, like, laying down on the couch they're all sitting on. And, uh, you know, Jacoby's like, yeah, Bobby, you, you do any drugs? I was like, no, leave me alone. You kill a guy? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't got a guy. I could be a guy. I'm just saying. Yeah. He's like, you know who's killed a guy is my dad. And they're like, oh, that was in wartime. It doesn't count. God yeah, doesn't care yeah. if it's in war. <laughs> totally different. Totally different. Uh, Bobby keeps mouthing off to Jacoby, and Jacoby's eventually like, okay. Alright, yeah. <laughs> Parents, how about you leave the room for a minute? I will I will talk to everybody individually, but I I gotta talk to Bobby a bit here. Yeah, because they're like, this is family counseling. You can't talk to him alone. Right. And like he's like, like that's a you... part of family counseling, dumbass. Yeah, did right. you not think this would be part of the situation? <laughs> right, I made it British like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know what? You're the doctor. <laughs> it does It does suck that Jacoby is the most knowledgeable about psychology in this fucking town. Yeah. Yeah, because what you're about to find out is Jacoby is actually a very good psychologist. He can crack somebody open immediately, but he uses it for manipulative and abusive ends. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, I don't know if this is lucky for anybody. This just seems evil. <laughs> no, yeah, this is awful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he just is like, hey, Bobby, let's, let's cut the crap. Did you cry when you had sex with Laura? <laughs> and then <that laughs> immediately like, just kind of makes Bobby sit up and be like, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, and again, like, a good mix of, like, him being, like, bro, what the fuck, and bro, you fucking nailed me so Uh bad. Yeah. Before he does that, I do like the little touch of Bobby just playing with the zipper on his jacket. That's an extremely teenager thing to do. That's actually now for me thing to do. Yeah, I mean, yes. Bobby, did you ever feel like Laura was (laughs) Joker-fied? Laura <laughs> Do you ever feel like Laura might have been a little bit of a freak? Yeah, uh-huh. 
Uh, Bobby, like, lays down on the, the psychiatry couch and, like, starts crying as Jacoby just keeps going on. But, like, hey, there was some kind of darkness in Laura. She seemed like an idyllic small-town girl, but secretly she had a dark side, didn't she? And Bobby's like, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. Fuck. Uh, he starts talking about... Jacoby <laughs> joking has... about it, because that's what we do on the show. I like this scene. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. the actor who... Of Bobby is fucking killing it in the scene. Yeah, killing it, and also just, like... We've heard stuff about, like, you know, from the beginning, we know Laura's been, like, involved in, like, the drug trade around town and stuff. But this is the scene where I'm really like, what the fuck was Laura's deal? (laughs) Because Bobby says that she made him start selling drugs so she could take them. Yeah. And that also she was, she would tell him that, like, you know, some people tried to be good, but, like, deep down they all fucking sucked. And she kept trying to do good things to make the world better, but she kept feeling like she was getting dragged down by some kind of darkness inside of her. And, like, every time it brought her back down, it she just kept on going further and further. Yeah. I was gonna say, Dr. Jacoby has a ring that has a red gem on it and a blue gem on it. Really just... <laughs> uh, I missed that. That's a good touch. The guy has an aesthetic, and he is fucking sticking to it. Absolutely. His aesthetic is guy who likes 3D objects too much. 3D in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Did you ever get the feeling Laura was harboring some awful secret? Constantly, sir. Yeah. Yeah, And she loved cocaine. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, we thought the secret was cocaine, but really... (laughs) Yeah, the secret made her want to die so badly that it caused her to seek out the weaknesses in other people to tempt them, break them down, and make them do terrible, degrading things. I can't tell you how often that happens to me. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, Bobby's like, yeah, and I was kind of into it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, like, again, we're telling jokes because this is a comedy podcast, but it's a great scene, and, yeah, like, it's great, it's it's interesting to just see, like, Jacoby kind of fully unleashed. Yeah. Of, like... Kind of, of him, like, away from his bubbling kind of persona he puts on. And, right. Like you said, just fully taking apart someone. Yeah, like, we've joked a lot, like, he seems like a bad psychologist. He's actually a very good psychologist. He's just a terrible person. Evil man. Evil yeah. man! Uh, and it's also just, like, interesting to see, like, we've seen Bobby have outbursts, but this is the first time it feels like we've actually, like, gotten at the root of, like, what's going on in Bobby's head. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the way that Laura had, like, traumatized him. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Good scene. Dark uh, secrets over here. Yep. Laura was harboring some kind of awful secret. We'll never know what it was. Uh... Meanwhile, out in the woods, the cops are out hunting for Jacques Renault's cabin. Yeah, uh, with the doctor. Yeah, who's just got a walking stick. He's an older man. He's just like, oh, I'm coming. <laughs> what? Why is he here? You know, he just wants just to see something Just in case cool. there's a body, probably. That's probably the actual reason. Yeah. Because they are looking for the body of Jacques Renault. Yeah. A lot Either of scenes they- of them wandering through the woods... Yeah, we get apparently we have to have a scene a hawk inspecting an obviously broken twig yes. to remind us he's a tracker. Yes, Christ. Not necessary. And then like they go like like they they're so close to like what is it, boy? 
Yeah. Could have just, like, been walking along and he could have just pointed to it as they kept walking. Or but you could have just had a hawk leading them and, like, be like, okay, yeah, we... <laughs> yep. Uh, but they find a cabin. Uh, they tell the doctor to hang back as they draw their guns because they, they think they found uh, Jacques' cabin. But this has blue uh, drapes. Damn. I love the Matrix. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> the log lady is not in the Matrix, thank you. That's true. What if the Oracle was the Log Lady? That uh, Actually, you know, you know what? You know what? You're right. The Oracle is the Log Lady. The Oracle the, is kind of the same character as the Log Lady. <laughs> yeah, I, I the actor who, who played the first Oracle is great, but if they replaced her with the Log Lady for the second one, that would yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't object if Margaret Lanterman was in the Matrix. Yeah. There is no log. <laughs> did you get it? Did you yeah, get the joke I, I did? Oh, I got it. Zeke is in the Matrix. There's a little boy. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And he says that there's no spoon. Yeah. Thanks, but, Luke. Keep going. But the log lady, she instead of a spoon, she has a log, so you would do that instead. Yeah. Why is Cooper so skeptical about this log having seen something, despite the fact that every day he walks up to Truman and goes, so I had a dream about this case last night. Yeah, he's really... I think we really uh, need to pursue... Got a double standard going here. Obviously, his dreams are real. The log's dreams. That's all bullshit. Uh-huh. Uh, Dale, yeah. you gotta calm down. Well, listen, he's a city boy. He's not used to talking to log. <laughs> yeah. I like how Margaret just has no fucking patience for these people. Yeah. Yes. Also, like, she... you were two days late. I was expecting you. I told you that my log had secrets days ago. Yeah, but, you know, you wouldn't believe in me enough, so you didn't get to know about it. I literally fucking told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I also like that. Uh, cause yeah, Cooper saying like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, went on with the log, and Hawks shushes him, and then he just goes, "What cookies do you have?" <laughs> right, and it, smart, like, "Come on in, I got tea and cookies." Well, we don't really have time for that. Hey, sh- Cooper, shut the fuck up! I want some cookies. I want cookies yeah. and tea. Thank you. And she <laughs> We've just been out casually here says, "Uh, the owls won't see us in here." Yeah. Uh. And shut your eyes and you'll burst into flames. Uh-huh, yeah, she says a lot of shit like that. A lot of owls in this app. Yeah, a lot, a lot of owls of in this app. Owls. That's probably fine. Yeah, I I talked about like that one of like I knew that there was something with owls, but I didn't know anything about it. Well, there yeah. were owls looking at uh, at uh, James and Donna last week at the end of that episode. Now she's talking yes. about owls. It's owls all the way down. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something going on with owls. Uh, Margaret talks about how uh, her husband died in a fire because fire is the devil hiding like a coward in the smoke. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh huh. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. I'm always saying this. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. Doc Hayward mentions her husband died the day after they got married. That's oofa doofa. Yeah. Uh, but now Margaret has this log, which. Did you take it they were implying that, like, because Hawk has a line of, like, oh, the wood has many spirits in it because, you know, that's still happening. Did you take it that one of the spirits in the log is supposed to be her husband? Oh, no, I just thought he was talking about the woods. Yeah, I I could kind of take it either way. I thought thought he was just, like, fucked up in the woods. Or at least that she saw it that way. Just because they go immediately from talking about how her husband died to, anyway, I got this log that talks to me. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I do like they sit down and Cooper reaches for a cookie and she slaps him. <laughs> Not until the tea's ready. Look here, you little yeah, like, shit. Cooper spends the rest of this acting like like a like a child that has been scolded. Yeah, the fun thing about this scene is that it's like Cooper is the one on his back foot for a change. Yeah, he's completely out of his element here. <laughs> like the log lady disarms him the way he disarms every other character on this show. Yeah, when someone just casually says, "My husband met the devil." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, okay. I have walked most of the steps to get to where you're at, but not those last couple." I just talked to a tape recorder. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, so she asks him again to ask her log what he what it saw, and he finally does, and she interprets for him that the log saw like you know two men laughing, flashlights, uh, two you know, girls, pass, two girls, flashlights passed by the, the woods. The owls were near. Uh, the dark was pressing in on her, um, and I think. She mentions eventually that there was a third man there, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and and then yeah, like Cooper, like there's like like the, a third person approaches, and Cooper's like, man or girl? Man. Yeah. Man. I I can only think about how like uncomfortable it would be to like hold that log. Uh huh. <laughs> and he trails it like a baby. Yeah, especially, like, with that sweater, like, how it would get stuck to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the things I think about while watching these scenes. (laughs) Uh I like that everybody, like, Cooper is finally kind of buying in on the log. Uh, Hawk seems like he kind of was always a little bought in on it. Hayward and the sheriff are both, like, a mix of, like, this seems stupid, but it'd be rude to say it's stupid, so I'm just gonna sit here quietly. (laughs) It's... It's, if you've ever watched Unsolved, it's that time where the lady talked about her dog getting thrown across the, the thing by a ghost. And like, Shady's like, I don't want to make fun of you, but that sounds very funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they, they're walking along the woods again trying to find Jacques' cabin. And they're talking about, okay, so the two men were probably Jacques and Leo. The two girls were obviously Renette and Laura. Who's that third man, though? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, we get some, like, fun action shots of them all lining up. Yes. As they finally see the cabin with the red curtains, and I think they're hearing some, like, faint music from it. Also, just a real close zoom in of, like, a crow's eye, because why not? Yeah. Also, this is where we get our album cover. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where they're all just, like, in profile together. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they have the doctor stay back because uh, they're pretty confident this is Jacques' cabin. They don't know what they're going to find. They got their guns drawn. Um, but nobody's here. Yeah. Uh, but there's a record player just constantly playing. Yes, because <laughs> where we're from, the birds sing a pretty song. And there's yeah. always music in the air. Yeah. Um, and there's also the bird there. Yes, yeah. Well, Waldo uh, the bird Waldo. is here. Hey, did you guys know that in England? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they found Waldo They have found a camera on a tripod That's still got film in it Uh, They find a roll of twine That they're suspecting will match The the unmatched set of twine Yeah yeah. And uh, they also find a cuckoo clock Full of poker chips 
One yes. of them missing the J and the one-eyed jacks. Yes. So, yeah, basically everything is coming up. <laughs> Every clue they needed is in here. Yeah, but they gotta figure out whose cabin this is. Right. Well, it's Jacques' cabin, but they gotta figure out who that third man was. Well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they also find blood. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's nighttime now, and uh, at the Great Northern, Josie's just having herself a smoke in some ominous shadows. That's probably nothing. Uh, what it is is it whips. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were gonna like this one. Yeah, yeah, listen, if you think that we would like Josie less from this. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, the Great Northern is throwing a... I'm for bi- Truman, but the content is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Great Northern is throwing, like, a big party for the Icelanders. They've invited all the, like, you know, bigwigs in the town to, you know, mingle with them. Uh, there's, like, a waitress in, like, a Viking helmet... Pete and Catherine come in, and Pete's just like, Now, Catherine, don't try to drink too much tonight. She immediately grabs two flutes of champagne and chugs them both. chugs one? Yeah. He's like, Ah, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And she's like, You know, if I drink enough of these, you might look good. Uh Uh-huh. This was the first time where I was like, That is something that has, like, somewhat Molly energy. (laughs) Yeah, I will not lie. I was getting ready to say, like, Now, see, this is a Catherine I can get behind. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, just yeah, being an evil of... sex freak was not doing it for me, but this is, so... Yeah. Audrey is an evil sex freak. Great. Yeah. Yes. I think part of why I like Catherine as an evil sex freak is that I feel like it, I have not seen many TV shows where, like, the evil sex freak is a middle-aged lady. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I suppose just, that's that, true. There's a novelty to that to me that I appreciate. Twin Peaks does not uh, constrain the domain of evil sex freaks to good-looking young people. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, anyway, Leland walked in and he's ready to fucking start a party. <laughs> yeah, we get a couple scenes of, like just the you know Twin Peaks secondary cast mingling with people from Iceland. Yeah, uh, Jerry is like, do you realize how good our children would be if we fucked, lady? Hey, do you understand the the potential ramifications of us taking a dip in each other's respective gene pools? A mutual dip. <laughs> it's a mutual dip. And then he basically says after, he's basically like, so I want to fuck, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Leland walks in, he is, like, on the verge of a panic attack, but he's here anyway. He's holding it together. He's doing his best. <laughs> yeah. I like Pete talking to a guy from Iceland, he goes, now hold on. You're <laughs> telling me your entire country is above the timber line? <laughs> it's so great He doesn't believe in anywhere without trees Yeah uh-huh. But I would have thought he would love Iceland Because, you know, fishing is like their main industry He hasn't yeah, gotten to that point It's just that he's focused on the trees uh-huh, Yeah, uh-huh. He'll, he'll get to the water soon Yeah yeah. Um, but uh, Ben and Catherine uh, Catherine ends up spilling the other champagne flute All over his shoes yeah, she just walks up to him mingling with the Icelanders, and she just dumps it on his foot. And he's like, all right. Yeah, okay, then. You could have, you know, tapped me on the shoulder, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess that works, too. It's like, all right, t- tell you what, meet me in my office, and, uh... Give me two get- minutes to break away from this party. 
Uh-huh. And she's like, you fucking better. He's like, two minutes, please. Jesus Christ, woman. Ah, four. I've been meaning to speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but. Yeah, Audrey is like spying on them and she uses one of her creepy little spy holes that she's got all through the hotel. Yeah, but creepy for for good. Yes. She's trying to use her creep powers for good. Uh, and, yeah, she is mad at the... Uh, Catherine is mad at the uh, One-Eyed Jack's poker chip because I thought you liked uh, women with certain experience. <laughs> I love this bit of Ben, like, doesn't break. He just like, oh, yeah, no, Jerry gave that to me. And she just slaps him. Okay, yeah. here's a different excuse. How about this one? Slap. Are you done? Slap. <laughs> and then she goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they just start making out. <laughs> they start making out. <laughs> and like Audrey's like, yeah, that sounds about that's about right. Yep, that's that's how that goes. <laughs> and then uh do they get interrupted by Leland having problems. Oh no, they right. They're talking yeah, about they come back, back to it. and Leland right. is having problems. Well, yeah, they're talking I, about burning the mill. He's like, oh right, she gets horny for arson. Is like, let's just go burn it tonight and fuck on the ashes. And he's like, no, no, I've already got a plan. I got a guy. It's fine. Yeah. Um, this is when uh, we get the uh, tree line, line and yeah. uh, Jerry starts giving his speech, and then music starts playing suddenly, and. Leland starts dancing. Yeah, it is. And yet, uh, I don't think this is literally what it is, but it is almost as if Leland is haunted by old-timey swing music, and because he's walked into the room, the sound system gets taken over by it. I believe yeah. it is actually Audrey, because you see her off in the corner trying to make a scene. Yes. I okay, believe it yeah, is yeah, implied yeah. that she turned on the music. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he hears the music and just immediately starts... Cry, cry, dancing in the middle of the floor, and like yeah, uh, Ben and Catherine walk in, and he's like, "You need to start dancing with him. Just, just go dance with him. Everyone's gonna be like, what the fuck's going on? Otherwise, come on.'" And Catherine's like, "Wait, what?" And then uh, Ben is like, "I am not fucking around. I am very serious right now." Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. no one wants to be the first one on the dance floor. I understand, but uh-huh. uh, and so she goes and. She starts ending up mimicking his crying. Yeah, at first they're just dancing, but then he starts to lose it and starts sobbing, and she starts trying to do the hand motions of, like, putting your hands to your face as though it's a dance move. And everybody else in the room just starts copying her like it is a dance move. I like this bit a lot as, like, now the whole room is just doing, like, this goofy parody of Leland sobbing. As he continues to sob, and, like, Audrey's the only one in the room that notices and is, like, crying watching him. Yeah. yeah. And she's it, like, mm, I maybe have gone too far on this one. It's like an actual humanizing moment for Audrey, where she's not just being a weird little freak. and is Where like, she's not just the Joker. Right, where she's recognizing, like, the pain that somebody else is in and having, like, in a, like an earnest reaction to it. I like yeah. it. It's a, yeah. it's a nice little humanizing moment for her. And also, like, a good example of, like, in, like, metaphor for how people in the town have displayed sadness toward Laura despite not really caring about her. Something that Audrey had done before. Right, right. We're like, Leland is deeply in pain, needs help, and everybody else's reaction is just to pretend like it's normal and fine. Yep. Yes. Uh, also, I really like the little, like, costuming department thing 
of him having a tissue on his uh, thing because he like has shaved uh, oh, from the yeah, earlier yeah. scene, but he has like cut himself. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just something you don't see a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I still think we get the payoff, but we do just see Josie doing more ominous smoking. Yes. Uh, we go back to the Palmer house, uh, you know, it's late at night now, uh, Maddie is sneaking downstairs, she's got, like, a shoebox as she calls Donna to let her know she did, in fact, find a hiding spot in Laura's bedroom, it's where she used to hide cigarettes when they were kids. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, did she say I, what's in it like, in this scene? I, it's a tape. I, yeah, yeah, it's a tape. Make sure to bring a tape recorder. I thought like that they had like hung out when they were like five or six for some reason. I also thought that this makes it seem that they were like you know twelve or thirteen, much hey, more. Recently. If they were thirteen year olds, like telling uh, other people that they were actually sisters, like that's a thirteen year old trick to pull. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but it's like, also a six-year-old trick to pull. But it's also a thirteen-year-old trick to pull. Yes, no, yeah. ent- exa- entirely. But it just made me think of like, man, Laura is fucked up smoking at six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we also see that same photo of Laura and Audrey. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also the photo of prom queen Laura with the blood on it still. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but then we go back to the Great Northern, where, uh, Ben goes into a different office. Oh, hey! Oh, hey, Josie's here, and he knows she's here. Yeah. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she's got the ledger Catherine hid, because Ben told her where it was? Uh-huh. What? What? Turns out they've been the actual sneaky bad crimers. Damn, Ben, you're in too deep, man. It's Twin Peaks, baby. Everybody's fucking everybody, and everybody's yeah. fucking everybody. I know. Josie I know. does seem somewhat repulsed by him. Yeah. No, yeah, Josie does not care for Ben. She's just in it for the crime. Yeah. But also, listen, we have said it before. Still love Josie. She's still extremely hot. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Her turning evil has just resulted in her ominously smoking, like, with a cigarette holder. That's not making her less hot. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Um, I love this for her. And then, yeah, we go from, like, the most, like, suave smoking we've seen to... uh, (laughs) To Shelly lighting a cigarette with her stove. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, now, like, like, all of the earlier candor from her is gone. Because, like, now she's waiting on, uh... I, Leo? Leo? On Leo. I For some reason, I kept on saying Vic. <laughs> yeah, that's nobody on this show. That's, that's also, no one. this is a scary guy name. Sorry, yeah, Vic. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Leo pulls up outside. He's got some gas cans hidden in, like, a compartment, like, their crawl space. Yeah. That he's, uh, prepping to burn the mill down. Then he gets the shit beat out of him by Hank, who's out here in a leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. And Hank's Hank like, told this him is to my territory, motherfucker. Not open his own franchise. Yeah. It turns out Hank's the the baddest guy. Leo's just a patsy for Hank. Fucked up. Fucked up. Yeah. So Leo comes in with his face all bloody, and Shelly is just like, oh gosh, what happened? And he shoves her, and she pulls the gun on him from the floor. Yeah. 
And uh, he <laughs> he's like, quote oh. from man shot. What are you gonna do? Shoot me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you dumb slut. You wouldn't shoot me. And then she's like, oh, bet. And then shoots him. Yep. Yeah, she closes her eyes and pulls the trigger, and we just hear him screaming, and she's covering her eyes, and we don't see him get shot, we just see the lamp above, like, swing around, and then that fades into the waterfall. Yep. Yeah, I don't trust this at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we end the episode with Cooper heading back to his room for the night, the Icelanders are still singing, and he's like, God fucking damn it. Yeah. But he gets distracted when he sees his door is open a crack. Yep. And, and he draws his gun. gun. Yes. Yeah, he has that MF thing on him. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, he has a cop. And yeah. uh, he just shouts for whoever's in here to turn on the light. And it is Audrey laying naked in his bed. Why would you do this, Audrey? Come on, now. Uh, Audrey. Audrey, stop it. She's clearly upset, and she just says, please don't make me leave. And Cooper's like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> what what the, the fuck? And that's where this episode ends. Yep. This was like a thing where it's like... It was almost like... Not in like a bad way, but like Return of the Kingish, where like, oh, that's going to be the cliffhanger. Oh, sure. Oh, that's going to be the cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. this is the cliffhanger? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I hear you. Uh... Yeah, a lot, lot of cliffhangers <laughs> on this show. A lot um, of plate lot, spinning. A lot, lot of plots heating up as we're, you know, at, inching towards the finale here. Yeah, we were definitely, like, kind of, like, had a lull. Like, not, like, a bad lull, but, like, a, uh, you know, kind of... Just, just time to calm down and kind of look at where what we had for the last two episodes and now it's picking back up again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just feel like the the gas getting turned up. Uh Now's the part of the show where I make a fucking fool out of myself by asking you two who do you think killed Laura Palmer? You keep asking, but I don't care. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to ask you every time regardless until we know. Okay. Uh I don't care. <laughs> okay. Jerry. Ooh. All right. From totally Jerry from Spies. Totally Spies? Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> I mean, Jerry doesn't have a good alibi. He could have got those brief sandwiches from anywhere. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, we, we, it's it's simply not what I'm here for. No, I know, I know, I know. Listen, I, I accept it, but now at this point, I just have to open myself up to get dunked on every week. I just don't think you've accepted it. No, I know I'm not getting a good answer a one time. I just feel like for consistency's sake. All right, if you say so. Gotta do my due diligence. Okay. If you gotta. I gotta. I potta. By all means. Do you have questions? Yeah, let's do some questions. Yeah. Uh, we, we only got one question for Spoo Tootie. Okay. Uh, have you all stayed in a cabin? Uh, what do you like to do when camping if you have? Uh, I have not, and I have only been camping one time. And it wasn't that fun. I have been camping multiple times, like, in tents. Yeah. Um, and then I also stayed at a cabin once. I've stayed in a cabin once or twice. Um, it was nice. It's kind of just, like... 
like it was Airbnb wasn't a thing at the time, but it's just what if an Airbnb but more wood. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. You know, it was just a nice house with a lot of logs. I enjoyed it. Um I don't know if I've ever gone like Oh, you know what? I have gone camping camping once with my dad on like um a lake in Utah. Got fucking cold at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first time I ever went camping, it was in, uh, by which I mean just staying outside for the night. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I just stayed in my treehouse, but it wasn't like a, just a, like a me thing where I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, uh, you know, go like on my own and like just, it was like me and like my uncle and my cousins. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. And it's like. There's better places for us to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was... I don't remember what time of year that was we went camping. It was not a situation where it was cold enough that we were... That it was, like, a dangerous situation. But it was cold enough that we couldn't sleep all night because we were shivering. Yeah. Um, But that's it for questions. All right. Okay, yeah. Uh, Luke, where can find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com, uh, primarily consumed at the moment with Idle on Playtest, an actual play RPG podcast, uh, with two different campaigns that I GM uh, based on the game Idle on Become Your Best Self, which uh, me and Molly have written together. It is uh, the season finale, so I'm doing a lot of work on that right now. <laughs> so yeah. Other shows, kind of a uh, secondary priority at the moment, but I will say, if uh, you listened to the episode of uh, MCU Complete Me Presents The Matrix As You Went Hello on The Matrix Resurrections, and you thought, well, that was good, but what if I could hear a whole nother podcast about the same movie? You're in luck, because Crystal recorded another <laughs> podcast about the same movie with two different guests. Yeah. Uh, it's good. I listened to it. It's, it's good stuff. It hits on you know different topics than what we discussed. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. Yeah. Ashley, where can find you on the internet? You can find me at your other brand on... Uh, you can find oh. me at your other brand with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr, and you can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give and Ashley your fucking, fucking money. money. Uh, and speaking of Patreon and other hmm. Uh, hmm. podcasts on this network, you should Ooh. keep an ear out for me. Ooh. Oh, Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y-E-R. You can find me at AudioEntropy.com. I need Mayo.com. The second best game club where I have to play Dragon Age this month. Uh, so if you want to hear me just at my saddest, you should listen to that episode when it goes up uh, February 1st. Um, I think that's all I'm going to plug. That's all, right. all I have to plug. Listen to Idol on Playtest. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do, Do it. it. It's a good fucking show. Good fucking show. Um, go to audioentropy.com, hit that donate button in the upper right hand corner, give us a little bit of money for hosting for the website. Thank you, everybody who has, everybody who does. Really appreciate that. Um, leave us a review. I have noticed we haven't gotten a review in a long time, so somebody fucking review us and say nice things. Thank you. Yeah, it, it yeah. is always a thrill to see we when we have a new review. Yeah. Um, and that's it. All right. Well, uh, next week we're going to be talking about. Episode 7, a.k.a. Episode 6, a.k.a. Realization Time. They really, uh, they yeah, worked really their old it. 
Mm. They, they put some thought into that title. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, they start with names like Northwest Passage, Traces to Nowhere. Not like the best titles I've ever heard, but they're evocative. Yeah. And now we're into realization time. <laughs> yeah, they know, got I, bored. We can name that. God, we gotta come up with a title for all of them? We're making, more, we're making more episodes of Eidolon, and we are running out of, like, schema for that. <laughs> That's what you think. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. All right. I will never run out of naming schemes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, get us out of here. Until next time. Damn fine podcast.